Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Class 1A podcast for Season 6, Episode 16, The Hellish Todorokis Part 2. My name is Andrew Nimsgert, and I have James Graham and Dylan Beal with me today to dive into an episode that I would say is setting the tone for the final, what, 10 episodes of the season. Really, we saw kind of the aftermath of the battle last week, and now we're seeing the aftermath on the outside world, and I am loving that. What do you guys think about this? Definitely the slowest episode of pretty much the entire season a lot of lore a lot of backstory but is it setting it up and getting you excited for the last 10 episodes or so yes i think um i think horikoshi had a really good self-insert at the beginning of where hawks said the line i'm going to tie up some loose ends because i feel like that's what we're doing <laughs> in the story right now is tying up a bunch of loose ends yeah i think like i mean yeah definitely the slowest episode of the season but also like not like, slowest in pace, but not yes. in in mood. I guess right. Like everything was very, very relevant. Every like anything that was shared really, it really did like tie up anything that was kind of like you had like some like nagging questions about, which I think is great. Yeah, and I mean I think let's just kind of jump into it more. So I know normally I do a little minute, minute and a half, two minutes feel here or whatever about what actually happened, but pretty much there were a couple of big topics. That's going to be the summary. And that's what we're talking about today. So one. We learn all about Bax, Hawk's backstory, his mom, his stepdad, all that kind of stuff. Two, we kind of learn a little bit more of how he got into the Hero Safety Commission. Three, we kind of see the outside world, how they are growing distrust of heroes, how they are no longer kind of relying on heroes, instead using support weapons and kind of hurting themselves in the situation. And four, we see the Todorokis come in towards the end to have a bigger conversation about what's going on. That seems to be mostly next week. We got a little bit of it here at the end, but that's really going to be next week's episode mostly, it seems like. So that's a big four. Nothing about Deku. We saw Bakugo for 30 seconds at the beginning, but really it was more about the outside world and Hawk's backstory. And I think we start with Hawk's backstory right away at the beginning since that was the longest one. Is it what you wanted? Because obviously they kind of made it a big deal early on of like, Dobby knowing his name and all that kind of stuff. Did it live up to kind of waiting so long to know about the mysterious number two hero? Or is it just kind of a normal tragic backstory to you? Uh, I think it's kind of like in between, right? Um, because like it's it's tragic, but not like super duper tragic. Like, yeah, I, you had a bad like time growing up or whatever, but it was not uniquely bad like Shigaraki's of where he was like pre predestined to completely fail, right? Yeah, I think it, it it's definitely the like the broken home kind of setup and born into a situation that he wasn't really like he wasn't like it's it, it it's its own kind of sadness, but it is a different situation where you know Shigaraki was you know was well liked and like loved mostly by his family. Just you know they weren't very good at it. Uh, Hawks was never wanted from the get go. His father like straight up admits that he like he wish he wasn't here. It would have been easier for them to stay on the run all that stuff. So like it yeah, it's just a different kind of tragic and I think it's a very believable one which makes him which makes him a, a much better character. Yeah. And I think part of why I feel more detached from it even how he's detached from it too. He kind of goes into mm -hmm. it kind of during all that when he sees his mom's house empty that he knew she'd be the leak and and best gene is asked if he wants to go after her. like no, like when we ended that relationship um that kind of I gave up my right to care about that and that he was relieved. So um, I definitely think it came out of it. I, I'm loving kind of the path that Hawks is going down overall, even with the backstory kind of tied into it. Is that like, yeah, you're a public safety commission done for. 
and he's kind of one has a super cool dark voice now um and two now he's like yeah i'm free like there's a couple past people that when they're free kind of go down and kind of seeing if we see the true hawks now that hasn't been putting on a show the entire series and if he's actually different characters so i think overall it gets me very excited i don't think yeah the backstory is anything mind-blowing to me but i love learning more about the character and i love that it seems like we're going to get a lot more of him going forward despite being injured so the one thing that like not confuses me but like the one thing i think might not translate as well is i don't know if the fact of like his father was a murderer i don't know if that is supposed to be like this shocking big thing in hero society or this big shocking thing in japanese society like i don't know so i don't know if they're i don't know if like they set that up in a way of where like everyone who's watching the show is like, oh yeah, I understand why people are kind of against that. Or if it's mostly trying to paint like the way that society, uh, hero society, I guess, like views like people with like a villain family. So I, I don't really know which path that they're kind of paint down there. But like, I think us as viewers, it always comes across as weird in that scene of where Dobby's like, and his father was a murderer. Like it's supposed to be like this. Yeah. Oh, well that automatically makes him a murderer kind of thing. I think from America, that's a very common thing. I was gonna, like, I was gonna say, I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, in Canada, that is not like, that's not a common thing either. So, like, uh, well, I mean, like, if you said that someone was a murderer, right? You'd be like, oh, wow, that sucks. But like, you wouldn't assume worse about that person because of it. I think, I think it's the connotation of that you're like cut from the same lineage of somebody who did something like fairly wrong and like. It, I think that's where like that stain kind of comes from because I, I I I maybe that is a Japanese thing where it is like you know it's the it's the family right the yeah. family has this has the stain on it right so that that just kind of reflects on the rest of the rest of like the brood and stuff like that so that may be where it's coming from I know I'm equally shocked me like well you know like your old man killed somebody that is that is pretty fucked up right like yeah I mean I, I think it's kind of the each each their own and that kind of subject and how you kind of view that stuff. But um, I, I think it was, it was fine. I, I, my favorite part of out of all of it is the endeavor tie in and, and all that, the endeavor mm-hmm. plushy and all that. And now you kind of understand a little bit more about why he looks up to endeavor so much, why he actually cares kind of for endeavor too, is that that was the man that in his eyes saved him as a child. And two, the one that he always looked up to. Um, so I do love that little bit of tie in. It makes a little bit more sense of why the relationship is the way it is I mean, why he wants to go and help Endeavor so much too. So again, like you said, it's tying up loose ends. We saw from the beginning Hawks and Endeavor's relationship was a little different than any other relationship Endeavor has. And now we see why these Hawks has looked up to him for 15 yeah. years or whatever it is now. I was going to say like, how, how, like what is the age timeline on that? Cause that is one thing I'm, I'm kind of confused with. Would that put Toya and Hawks kind of at the same age? I think I, so. it should because they're yeah. they're both around. I, I think Hawks is nineteen. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but he's he's fairly young. Yeah, um, I, I like I think I always peg him at like early 20s, which I think ages out Endeavor significantly yeah. more. But like, I guess like what is, that puts Endeavor like what like 40 ish? I guess yeah, yeah, that he, sounds about right. He's, yeah, he's about 40 okay. ish probably. Okay, yeah, because Hawks was the youngest to ever start his own agency at 19. I think it's like a year or two after that because he's a staff yeah. or something like that now. So right, okay. No, no later than college age, really, at this point. So still and I really like how realistic it felt too. Um, because like the news was, Oh yeah, your your dad was caught by Endeavor. 
Like it wasn't like the scene of like his dad standing over him with his hand like this and Endeavor grabs it. It wasn't like anything dramatic. It was just like, oh yeah, he got captured by Endeavor. Yeah, yeah. he tried to steal a car and he got caught, right? Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's so, it's like, it's very like, like realistic and anticlimactic at the same time, right? Because that's, that's how things happen like that, right? Also, what a perfect, absolutely perfect quirk to have as a mother though. Just an extra pair of eyes that you can just, just like move around. around. Yeah, they're kind of creepy. I'm not a fan of them. Uh, when we're reading the manga, I don't remember that being pointed out like as clearly as it was no. here. And I, I did not like the quirk. I, I, I get it, but it just seems creepy to me. <laughs> but all right. Anything else kind of on at least Hawk's individual backstory, the little bit moment we had there. Obviously, we kind of had the moment with Best Genius in the house as well there. Anything to really call out? It really seems like he's done with his past for good and really just looking forward to kind of the future. But if there's anything else to add on, we can move to the next thing. No, I want I, I want just like unhinged Hawks, him just like fully going towards his goal of like basically defeating all villains. Uh, now that he has nothing holding him back, I, I want to see it. I'm ready. I'm ready for Vigilante Hawks. Give him some like mechanical wings that he can still oh, manipulate. With. Give him give him guns. <laughs> give each individual feather a gun. I, I, don't I want I want I want the dude who designed the wings on Wing Zero from Gundam to give Hawks wings. Yes, because those yes. things, there, there it is, dude. We found the technology. Easy. He can still easy, can yeah, easy, dude, easy. The crossover of all time. It's, uh, yeah. All right, same universe. Now let's kind of move to Hero Society. I think this was something that we've kind of mentioned a little bit ever since the Dobby episode of where, like, okay, what is the aftermath going to be at this? Best Genius kind of came back. Things are going to be fine. Things are clearly not fine. Not only are they pissed at Endeavor, but even. People like Best Genius that kind of came in and saved the day and all that. And Wash that really had nothing to do with the war because he was useless. Um, it's all being turned against as well. We see heroes uh, retiring. Do we think society level go back to normal? Do we think this is just the new norm going forward? And is this going to be a big theme going forward? Or do you think there's something we'll get a couple episodes on and then things will kind of feel like they're going back to normal? I, okay. Do you mind if I get unhinged for a second? Sure, go for it. All right. So I don't think it's going to go back. And that's because every single time we have fought the villains, we have not won a singular time. Every single fight with the villains, they have won, if you think about it. And the reason why they keep winning is because the heroes on their side, they just want order and they have power. The villains have ideology and they cannot beat them because of that. So if you think all the way back, right, Stain. Oh, well, Stain got locked up and thrown to jail. Yes, but his ideology lived on, and we're literally still talking about it in the show, like, now. Every single time that the villains show up, the things that they do have bigger ramifications that even if they physically lose the fight, they still win, or they keep pushing forward. If you look at, like, the USJ incident, right? Sure, they lost there, um, but we were paranoid. We're still paranoid about, like, a traitor, right? Because somebody leaked that information. So, like, that's, that's easily a win there. Uh, got the got the fear in everybody's heart. Stain's ideology is still continuing on. Overhaul might have lost, but his quirk erasing stuff, he still still got to the the League of Villains, right? Like they still end up getting that technology, and because of that, Jigaraki's where he's at right now. Um, even this battle, right? Sure, they might have like not won the battle, but society's literally collapsing because of it. And all this is like hinging on the fact that they bring ideology to the table. Uh, like if you think about. Uh, the paranormal liberation front, right? 
technically they lost, but in this we saw uh, Detna Rats, right? I think they're called Detna Rats. We saw Detna Rats support items show up still. And the things that they wanted to do of like putting support items everywhere so that people can use those instead of the heroes coming to save the day, that just happened. It just happened anyways. Like every time we come up against a villain, whatever they were trying to push towards ends up still happening. The villain or the, the heroes really haven't won at all. No, I mean, I can't disagree. Like it, it like it is. Like I don't even think it's an un, really an unhinged thought. I think that is really just illustrating the theme of the show because where the ideology of heroes I think has really fallen to the wayside. Um I think really with the fall of All Might too, right? I do think he was really that pillar of like the you know do right because that is like, you know, that is the the right thing to do and everything like that. And now you have basically everybody from the chain down and like have some twisted, weird, tragic, like, you know, like circumstance about them. Hawks, Endeavor. Um, I mean, I guess Best Genius is pretty stand up, but he's, you know, he's got a gimmick, right? So it like it is hard to like, I think, rally behind that as well as they rally behind all the other things that like the villains have really implicated or um, uh, like just kind of like strewn throughout the series. Um so I think because of that, that's why you're seeing this these long-lasting effects, right? All Might has taken like further and further step back, the point where he's non-existent anymore. Um, to and now the villain, the villain thought process is really starting to like really like you know lay roots. So I think I think it's a, a combination of those two things happening, and uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's really cool. So it's it, it'll be interesting to see if like Midoriya can be like All Might, right? If he can be that like beacon of like goodness and like the you know the the ideology on the other side of things right yeah and i think because that's that's what you're getting to the heart at of like what is what like what makes a hero like that is like yeah. the core thing that we need to figure out which once we figure that out is when you start like pushing back against their their ideology um yeah i i don't know it's it's really tough uh to see society going back to normal unless something extraordinary happens considering you know like the number nine hero I, I is is he number nine? Number, no, number nine, yeah. Number yeah, nine. number nine hero just retiring when society's at its worst. Like, man, just just pretend you're not in the public light. Like, why yeah. would you? Why would you be public about that? Come on. Yeah, it's just it. And poor Wash out there grinding in these streets, trying to be, trying to be trying to be boots on the ground. But, you know, you're wash. wash, but you're a washing machine, so like nobody relates to you. I relate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree with. A lot of what both you said. I mean, I think they wouldn't make it such a clear, they wouldn't show the support things. I mean, I think this will be the theme for at least the rest of the season show. I mean, you can't really rebuild society until all the villains are locked up because that's what's causing the mistrust. And you can't lock up all the villains really until all for one's there. So I think this is just kind of the new post-apocalyptic kind of world that Japan's in, which is kind of crazy considering... Two weeks ago, everything was kind of normal for most people, more or less. And now it's pretty much post-apocalyptic, which is crazy how quick society can kind of collapse in that. But um, I love all of it. I, I think some of the symbology and the ideology, I think, makes a lot of sense. I kind of wish with that going down, I would have loved All Might dying at the end of the war. Because I think that is a great kind of severing of old society almost and the old like kind of hero ideology and trying to figure out like okay without all might what do heroes stand for and giving a chance of someone like endeavor to come back 
for someone like um or even Deku to step up, Bako to a rookie, some of the younger kids step up, like look look to the future. Like right now, I think we we see them hang the sign on the All Might statue, but I still think a lot of society hangs on All Might and what he was. But if he was to die at the end of the war arc and that's gone and really the darkest day, I think that kind of gives new ideology to come in. I think, yeah. but symbolically, like he has died, right? Like, sim- like the the hero of All Might is is, is dead. Like yes. the, he is gone, right? It's uh, so I like. I mean, where yeah, where the person is still there. It's not like I, I think that moment is already passed. I think that moment. Yeah, passed, but we like, also just saw Mirio come back with the cork after losing it. Like the idea for like a viewer standpoint, like why can't Eerie just go back and heal him? Like. Like things like that are just still open there as a viewer point. Cause I know we're talking a little bit about in story, but as an out of story, like, oh great, Quirks can be restored to full speed. Nah, Eerie's there. Like even if it takes a lot out of her, like what's stopping that from everything now? And I feel like All Might still being in that picture without actually being dead is like, oh no, like Eerie uses all of her power and loses her powers to bring All Might back for one last fight. Could happen and be open still. But but it like we know it wouldn't because Why? it's a it's because it's a cork that cultivates and it, and it grows and it grows so you cannot restore that to its former glory in this circumstance it doesn't work like it just it doesn't work there's no way you can bring that back and she also re- rewinds quirks and damage on the no, body she rewinds time because she just made her dad I, disappear he like shrank down to a baby and disappeared into dust. She restores time. So she can make an 80-year-old man a 20-year-old man and bring him back to the state he was at 20 years old. She could bring back Prime All Might. But it's not gonna happen though. We don't know that. Well, there's two, there's two all for ones right now. Yeah, so so here here is is here's my rewrite. Because I, I do like this idea, because like the first death of All Might being we need to figure out how we physically go on without all might like being there because he is such a strong hero i think what really would have been good at the end of this is if somehow like all might was able to fight again and all might and one for all both died and then you had that like passing on the real passing on of the generation of where shigaraki has to find out why am i actually a villain like like and actually figure answer the question of like what does it mean to be a villain why am I fighting against Hero Society constantly? And then Deku, without his mentor to like mentally be there for him and tell him, "Hey, here's what it means to be a good hero." He needs to figure that out. I think that would have been like really good, and it would have also like gotten All Might away in a way that made sense, right? Because I think if you kill him now, it's just like, okay, cool, he was just chilling. But if you if you hinge his second death on something, that's how like you're gonna make it have any sort of impact, right? Because otherwise, he, he, you're you're right, James. He's already dead. Yeah, and I, th- I, I think, I think even that doesn't really play into the one for all character or uh, all for one character because he is so selfish and so greedy that he would not let himself be in a circumstance where he could potentially lose. Right? He's or like he literally is now manipulating his most like his his biggest prodigy into basically benefiting him entirely. Right? Well, that's so, why he'd be willing to die because he just knows he's that he's inciting going to take over Shigaraki. Yeah, because like okay, a martyr is so, the biggest okay. thing to rally around. You're right. Okay, so yeah, if that, if that, and that's what I'm saying, like if the the all for one was still going to get passed on into Shigaraki with this, like, you know, this cinematic battle with All Might, 
that's a little different but i don't think it would be you don't i don't think you would have the actual death of both of them i do think all might would die in that situation but all for one would still have this weird fucking like tether to shigaraki and that would that's a little more on the nose but i I don't think you you don't you don't get to remove both characters in that manner sure in other ways but definitely not like that i agree i i I mean i think a lot of that came from the ideology point that dylan brought up is that there as long as he's still there as long as all endeavor's still around hero like now is the reset time for heroes and it feels like not enough has changed for there to be a real reset like society doesn't go back without major changes happening and people having faith again and with endeavor hawks best genius all might all still being around it doesn't feel like that can ever happen so maybe something happened towards the end of the season maybe something happens forward further in the future but it doesn't feel like if we just defeated all my all for one tomorrow nothing changes and i don't think society will allow that so more in the story i want to happen to feel like a real reset can happen rather than just returning to the status quo which is what would happen right now is really what where that death wanted to come from because yeah. all my dying a second time is that reset point where even endeavor could kind of use that to rally even if he's still the number one he can use that but right now He's just going to come out and apologize and we're going to rebuild hero society. We're going to get people back. Like that doesn't feel the same of like coming back after all might step. Yeah, I get like, yeah, I guess, I guess, which is, I don't know. It's weird that you can, you need to have this very like traumatic thing to happen to a, such a, like a big figure for anybody else to be able to like kind of continue on that message and like rebuild and reconstruct. You can't just have somebody, I don't know. Maybe it's because the upper echelon of hero, as they exist under or uh, as they existed under All Might, don't have that like I don't know that conviction. I guess to kind of spread that message, sort of thing, or like really have something for the people to rally behind. There's, it's all just kind of like you know tainted, right? So yeah, um, I mean, just just think of it in terms of like your leaders of like whatever country you're in right now. If if you hate the president and the vice president, you think they're both pieces of shit. Society collapses and the president dies. Well, that feels like enough for the vice president to maybe come back and try to turn over a new leaf or something kind of like that. Like the, the traumatic experience can give you something to rally around because if they just both live and society goes back to normal, what's stopping it from happening again? Like, I don't know. Nothing really came from January 6th. So I don't like, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't quite going there. All right. Um, anything else? I think, I mean, the Todoroki stuff, we're saving that for next week. Next yeah, week yeah, is yeah, going to be a total rookie yeah. episode. Sorry if this spoiled if you didn't watch a recap. It's just come on. What what else? They love talking. Um, anything else you want to talk about with this episode? No, I'm good. Then I think we go to the most out in the air plus ultra awards ever of where we're gonna decide one person that went beyond that went plus ultra in this episode. Uh James, who oh, do you oh. have? <laughs> it's I, you know what? It's going to be a little, it's going to be, a little, I think it's Endeavor. I think it's Endeavor. And not so much Endeavor in his current state, but Endeavor's presence throughout the ages to inspire a young Hawks to not just kind of like grit and bear and, you know, push and just deal with all his family's abuse and everything like that and become another criminal. This like Endeavor at the time 
And I mean, All Might to his credit as well, but it, it really, it was the Endeavor plushie. That, I'm going to do the Endeavor plushie specifically. It is like it, that doll made Hawks the man he is. And I think that's the only person we can give a credit to. Or the okay, only hey, thing, I guess. Hey, one second. Let, let, me, let me reach for something a little bit farther than that pick. I don't know if, if there is anything I can reach that far. No, I, I don't think it's a bad one. Dylan, what do you got? Um, anything? You, you you go. You can't you go even argue for Wash. No, I mean, I'll go. I'll go last. I the number one. nine hero for retiring, admitting when he doesn't have a chance anymore. Like I, I, I really don't know. I think this is a hard one. Um, I guess go with the Endeavor plushie, bro. Just go. With no, the I mean, I, I'll, I'll probably pick Hawks. I mean, making it through the childhood that he had and wanting to still be positive and a hero because a lot of people could easily turn down that he knows that he has the power he knows that he could easily do better than what his dad did i guess i'll give it to hawk i don't know i don't i don't like any picks in this episode maybe bakugo for still kicking at the beginning i have, I have a great one i have a great one and you're all going to change your answer after i say Generate this, so. the support items i think that the hero in this is able to go plus ultra beyond what we would normally Jesus expect Christ. out of anyone who was able to take best genus a, a, a literal god amongst men and get him to a state of where he appears dead for months and then can be brought back to life. A who was able to take Hawks, who was near death and in two days make him like totally fine? Uh, are you, are you all, picking, all he needs is just a voice box. He's picking box. the mushroom doctor. No, he's yeah. picking the Japanese medical system. I'm picking the <laughs> Japanese medical system. Let's go. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. I mean, Bakugo surviving, Endeavor surviving, Todoroki. Great feats. And I think, and you know what? Can, can we uh, just say Central Hospital? Like, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 Central Hospital. Because it, it was that hospital specifically that was able yeah. to yes. do all of this. That was the one where everything was done, yes. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Sure. Our medical professionals are the real heroes, right, James? Yeah, man. We're, we, I work so hard. I save so many lives. I really do. I'm that class, is, but I think that would destroy the audio. That is going to be it for this week's episode of the Class 1A podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Let us know what your pick for the Plus Ultra Award would be this week. It was definitely an interesting one. Um, but we will all be back next week for episode 17 of season six to dive deep into everything that happens then. Thank you all so much for listening and watching, and we will see you all next